Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And what a season 2021 was of Formula One. It's been a few weeks since the season ended, and I still cannot get over that ending that took place in Abu Dhabi that was the breaker, basically, to see who was going to be champion of last year's 2021 Formula One season between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. And for those that do follow Formula One, we all know that Max Verstappen ended up actually being first-time Formula One world champion. The first non-Brit or non-German champion since 2009. The first Dutch world champion. Um... And it was just a crazy, crazy ending to the season beyond my imagination. I knew that Abu Dhabi was going to be a race to watch, but I did not expect it to be that wild of a race, that amazing of a race. From beginning to end, it's a race that definitely kept me on the edge of my seat the entire time, from lap 1 to lap 58. It was just it was just crazy. And I want to begin the podcast today by doing a bit of a review, an overview of what was the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Um but before I go on and talk about that, welcome everyone once again to From Mind to Mike podcast. Um I am your host Alan I know I've been MIA for a few weeks, I think about a month, if not a month and a week or two, but it's been really hectic. It's it's just been really crazy. So much happened in the final push of the year, um, and so honestly, I didn't have the time to get behind the mic and, and talk here and provide podcast episodes. There was just no way I was going to be able to do it, but I'm here now. Um, and hopefully everyone had a wonderful holiday season, Christmas, New Year's, and whatnot. Time with the family, time off from work, time to relax, time to reboot, and look to what's to come for, for this new year. Um, but we'll get back to it, and yeah, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Crazy, crazy Grand Prix. Like I said a few minutes ago, from lap one. From lap one, it all began. Obviously, we had Max Verstappen on pole position and Lewis Hamilton on in second position on the starting grid. And off the first corner, Lewis Hamilton makes the break, overtakes Max Verstappen. 
And then on turn five, I believe, of lap one, I never thought Max Verstappen would try to get back to position this quickly. But for those that do follow the, follow the sport, I know Max Verstappen, we all know that Max Verstappen is the one that goes for the gap if he sees it with no hesitation. So he went in through the inside of turn five in lap one. And for me, it was a clean overtake. He stayed within the track lines. Track lines, track limits this entire season has been a big discussion. A big, big, big discussion. Um, was it legal? Was it not legal? And it kind of uh, these discussions on the legalities, it it, uh, it gave me mixed emotions throughout the entire season. I didn't know what to feel. Um, I feel a lot of the races had to do more with the penalties and whatnot rather than letting the racers race, which is what they're there for in the first place. But... Max Verstappen takes the inside corner in turn five. Max was, uh, Lewis Hamilton breaks to the side of the outside track. In my view, he gains an advantage, a big advantage. And at this point, I'm like, Lewis Hamilton is going to have to give the position back to Max. Not only that, but Sergio Perez... Verstappen's teammate is right behind Max, right behind him. So the opportunity is obviously open for not only Max, but as well Perez to overtake Hamilton and put Hamilton behind Perez in position three. And then it's an entire different race if that would have happened. Because then Checo's job would have been to hold back Hamilton as much as possible while allowing Max to basically pull away. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Uh, in the stewards' eyes, um, Hamilton gave back enough time to, in their eyes, basically be back where they were. Okay. I didn't agree with it. A lot of people didn't agree with it. But it is what it is. What happened, happened. And so... Once after this, it was all Hamilton. It was all Hamilton. He kept pulling away more and more from Max. Every lap, every lap. And so it became a strategy game. What was Red Bull going to do to still keep Max in the run? Max pitted early. And then a lap later. I can't remember exactly what lap. But I do remember that a lap later, Hamilton basically copied what Max did and pitted. Okay. We're going to jump to lap 20. And here we go with Checo Perez, the Secretary of Defense of Mexico. At this point, Perez is in first, Hamilton is in second, and Max is in third. Eight and a half seconds behind both of them. This is lap 20. Hamilton catches up to Checo Perez. Hamilton passes Paris, but Paris has DRS, drag reduction system, in which if you're within a one second gap behind the person in front of you and you get to the DRS detection zone, you get basically a speed advantage depending on the track 
from anywhere from 13 to 18 kilometers an hour. And so this allows Perry to sustain the run. And he breaks inside of Lewis Hamilton and passes him once again. Now, I don't really remember the turn numbers of Abu Dhabi. But immense defense. Once Perez is in front of Hamilton once again, he keeps him behind him. He keeps him long enough to where within a time span of one lap, the gap from Hamilton to Max Verstappen went from eight and a half seconds to 1.3 seconds. Crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy defending. Hamilton says it's some dangerous driving. Then we hear Toto Wolf, uh, Mercedes team principal as well, reach out to the sporting director, uh, Michael Massey, and tells him, uh, can we warn them? It seems like a bit of dangerous driving. And Massey responds with, it's basically hard racing, which in my eyes and the eyes of everyone else, yeah, it was, it was hard racing, hard defending, legal defending. And... To what seemed to be that Verstappen was out. This kept him in. This kept him in. And would eventually... That gap reduction would play its role later in the race. Because then we get to lap 53. 52-53. At this point, there's 5-6 laps left in the race. And in everyone's eyes, including mine, it's over. Hamilton just has to get to the finish line. He's eight-time world champion. Beating the record that he had equal to Michael Schumacher of seven world titles. He had already broken the record for most for most race wins. First one to get to 100 poles. Crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, but before lap 53... We hear Tom Clarkson and Martin Brundle talk with Christian Horner, which is Red Bull's team principal. And they ask him, how can Max stay in this race? And basically, Christian's response was a miracle from the race gods. And my gosh, did Verstappen get a miracle from the race gods? Because in lap 52, lap 53, Nicholas Latifi of the Williams Racing Team Spins, crashes into the barriers. His car is basically blocking half of the track. Safety car comes out. Safety car comes out. Hamilton doesn't pit. He stays in the hard tire. Verstappen comes in, goes to the softs. But between Hamilton and Verstappen, we have a number of five cars. Um, It is... Lando Norris, uh, Sebastian Vettel, Fernando Alonso, uh, uh, I can't remember the other two, but there's five cars. There's five cars, and with the amount of laps left and the safety protocol, Michael Massey gives out the call that lap cars cannot overtake the safety car and try to catch up to the intel of the runners, the race cars. So basically that would have meant that 
once the track would be clear, the safety car would go in. Max Verstappen would have had to overtake within a number of one lap, final lap, pass five cars that are lapped cars, and pass Lewis Hamilton to take the title. Something that seemed impossible. Impossible. And yeah, we... The moment of... Aha! Verstappen is still in this. Was there when the safety car came out. But then you hear that and you're like, no, it's over. It's done. It's done. It's a done deal. Hamilton is still champion. Because either this is ending on safety car. Or within one lap, he can't pass six cars. Were the five that had the five that left five left cars and Lewis Hamilton to take the title it wasn't gonna happen. The call was already made that these cars were not gonna be able to unlap themselves. And then on the final lap, Michael Massey comes back on and says that lapped cars may now unlap themselves. But the fishy thing was that only the cars between Hamilton and Verstappen were going to be allowed to unlap themselves. And technically, by the rules, when unlapped cars are going to unlap themselves, it has to be all cars, not just certain cars. And so it made things feel bitter, feel sour, not... felt weird. But at the same time, I was biased because I wanted Verstappen to win, to be world champion. Just in my eyes because he he fought harder throughout the entire season. I felt like a lot of things weren't fair towards him throughout the season. They were more on Lewis Hamilton's side. And so I wanted Verstappen to win. And so I was a bit happy of the situation. And obviously, if there were uh, Hamilton-biased um, fans, they weren't happy because of what was about to happen, what just had just, or because of what just had happened. The bending of the rules, which they were. But at this point, I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care because I wanted Verstappen to win. And so the cars unlapped themselves, and right away, safety car ends. Lap 58. They're neck-to-neck. They go... We go turn one, turn two, turn three, and then in turn four, the least expected place. I didn't think, once again, like lap one, I didn't think Verstappen would try to overtake Lewis Hamilton this quickly on the last lap. I thought he would have tried to do it in turn five um, or seven, turn five or seven, but not turn four. He went on the inside, overtook him. And from there on out, he was basically able to keep Hamilton behind. And the last, alas, cross the checker flag, was world champion. And brought the end to a crazy, crazy 2021 season of Formula One. It was such a good season that when the season ended, I had to watch the entire season once again. From how good of a season this was. The last time I saw this exciting of a season was 2012 when the championship decider came down to the last race as well between 
um, Fernando Alonso and Sebastian Vettel. And a lot of crazy things happened in that season as well. But not as crazy as this one. This, in my eyes, has got to be the best Formula 1 season of all time. Of all time. So many things happened. Like you heard in, in the bit of the audio before I started talking. First time pole sitter. First time winner. First time world champion. First time Dutch champion. Like I mentioned, first time since 2009 that there's not a Brit or a German champion. Crazy. First driver to get to 100 poles. Um, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And now we're about to go into the 2022 season come March with a new generation of Formula 1 cars. Uh, they're supposed to make racing more attractive because according to what the numbers show and everything there should be able to be more close racing uh and stuff like that so i'm excited i'm excited to see what's going to happen no one knows who's going to be on top because we have uh uh spending caps and and all these kinds of new regulations so it's going to be super super exciting um i'm really looking forward to it uh, and if no one sees Formula One, and if some of the listeners don't watch Formula One, I highly suggest you do. It's gaining traction. It's gaining traction. A lot of it has to do with the Netflix uh, Drive to Survive series, uh, basically recaps of the seasons. Uh, I think they're about to have the fourth season this year. Uh, so definitely, I suggest to follow the sport. Crazy stuff. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one, but enough of Formula One for now. Talk about it once the season starts again in March. (laughs) But over the weekend, I saw a movie on Netflix, and it's a Netflix film, Don't Look Up. And it's basically a film where we have Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill. Um, This is a big... Three names that come out in this in this film. And this film So basically this is what happens. We the movie begins and we see Jennifer Lawrence um in working for her PhD candidacy project or something like that, where she's obviously looking at stars and whatnot, but while looking, she finds something, and it turns out to be a comet that is heading to Earth. And it's going to destroy Earth. It's like 10 kilometers wide, and we're talking like extinction of all life on Earth. Okay. And so DiCaprio is her professor. And they try to bring it on to the media and all, all these crazy things. And people think they're crazy or they're trying to get attention or whatnot. And suddenly people start making memes out of Jennifer Lawrence from kind of losing her mind with the anxiety that the situation on hand has brought to her. And people make memes. It creates political division. 
all these crazy things until it turns out to be a real event. <laughs> and then people are like, oh, snap, like, this is happening. And it made me think, you know, this really is real life. This is what the world has come to. And it made me think a lot, mostly a bit of sadness because I'm like, yo, like, human, the human species has really, I don't even know if we hit the rock bottom or if we can even become, we can even be lower than where we are right now because it's embarrassing, you know? And honestly, if something like that were to happen today, the world would react exactly like the film would. You know, people, it's basically a film trying to show that people don't care about the things they should be caring. How our eyes, our minds aren't in following celebrities, keeping up with celebrities, trying to imitate celebrities, dress like them. You know, listen to the outside world, like things, try to play a persona, act like somebody, dress like somebody and, and, and stuff like that. You know, like somewhere along the line, we derailed from where we should we where we should be, act like we should and stuff like that. And it sucks because I really don't know where the human race will end up and where it's going to end up. And personally, I've come to, in my own mind, to telling myself, you know, that maybe a catastrophic event like that of the nature of the film, let's not say a comet, let's not, let's maybe... Doesn't have to be a comet. It could be a huge earthquake or something. A plague. I don't really care. You know that wipes out in the entire entire humanity. I honestly think that would be the best thing to happen. You know, at this point in time, because I don't really think that the human race has a cure for what it's become and what it's going through and where it's going. You know, we're, com- we're becoming less human as time goes on in my eyes. You know, and um, I don't know, but it was a good film. Be- besides the-, the fact that it tries to depict all, the- all this stuff, it's a good film. I liked it. Um, I definitely need to watch it again because I couldn't watch it properly. I watched it on New Year's Eve, so obviously I was... Doing stuff, getting the house ready because we did host New Year's Eve here with the family. Uh, so I wasn't able to really uh, watch the film in the way that I would have wanted to watch it, you know, and enjoy it. So it's something that I will have to watch again um, to really fully get the picture of it once again and uh, really fully take it in. But it's something I recommend everyone seeing. Don't look up Netflix. Uh, good film good film and i'm pretty sure many more people will think the same as i am after watching it you know it's like uh, if you think one thing there's definitely others that think the same but besides that i was just thinking of a conversation that i had a few weeks ago with um uh 
good friend of mine, Brandon. Uh, you know, sometimes we have the weirdest of conversations, talks, discussions, and whatnot. And um, this particular talk, we're talking of <laughs> a small funny story of my personal experience. And it has to do with this, you know. And I'll speak, I'll say Mexican dads. Because, you know, I was raised by two Mexican parents, you know. So I'll say that Mexican dads are a bit of, they're assholes in a way with their kids. They're assholes in the way um, of how they mess with us. You know, how they mess around with us. For them, it's particularly funny. But they take advantage because they do most of these things when we're kids, you know, and they make us believe everything they tell us and whatnot. But I was talking to Brandon about this instance. And to this day, (laughs) as Deontay Wilder would say, to this day, um, I'm still waiting for this event to happen and still hasn't. Um, and I will always be waiting for this, thanks to my dad, um, who I love, but, yeah, he, uh, he was a bit of, uh, fucked up in, in, in this one situation. So, for those that do live here in Santa Ana, um, which is where I was born, well, I wasn't born, but I was raised, I was born orange, same difference, raised in Santa Ana. And for those that as well were raised here and have lived here, and if you've driven on the 5 freeway on the north side, by main place, we had the Discovery Science Center. And outside of the Discovery Science Center, they have like this rocket ship model. Obviously, it's not going to be launched or anything, right? It's not. But as a kid, every time we would pass by, I'd be amazed by seeing this, like, a rocket next to the freeway, you know? A damn rocket. And every time we'd pass by, I'd be like, Ira pa. She's basically saying, look, Dad, you know? I'd always be excited. And he's like, oh, yeah, son, they're going to launch it. They're going to launch it. <laughs> they're just getting it ready, and they're doing all these preps and stuff like that. But I had heard they're going to launch it next week. These were my dad's words. And so even more exciting, even more excited I became with hearing him say this, right? And so we would always see this because growing up, it was a custom that every Sunday we would go to the Swami. And back then, next to Angel Stadium, where they now have apartments, there used to be the Swami of Orange. And we used to go every Sunday, every Sunday. And so this is when we would see it. Um, and when we passed by it, obviously I would get more excited. And obviously from the first time I had, had told him in that I can recall in my memory of telling him how I was excited about this rocket and how he had told me how, how he had told me that it would be launched every week I would see it and it would be launched. He would come up with an excuse as to why it wasn't launched. But he would tell me, oh, next week. Oh, next week. Or this happened. 
and but they said next week and to this day <laughs> I'm still waiting for this rocket to be launched um I mean it would never be launched that's I know I'm we gotta be honest you know but it's just that part of um the little kid in me you know like they say men we don't grow up we just get older and when that part of me always stays as a kid of wanting to see this rocket be launched and it never will it never damn freaking will and I believe my dad you know I blame him uh, for keeping my hopes up of seeing this damn rocket be launched. Um, and yeah, and that was a small story discussion that I had with Brandon. And obviously, he called me an idiot for even believing my dad to this day. I'm still waiting for this rocket ship to be launched. Um, but, which I don't blame him, you know. Uh, but that was uh, the bit of a something that was in my mind um a couple days ago and i figured you know what i'll just talk about it on the podcast when i talk once again come come monday night and so yeah that was hilarious that was hilarious and uh, it's something i will never get over um i don't care if i'm 85 90 95 god bless me with that many years of life i'll never get over it and as long as i know that rocket ship is there i'm always gonna wait for the day it gets launched but other than that um, it's a new year, obviously, we're now in 2022, and quite honestly, 2021 went by really fast, you know, it went by, it went by really, really fast, um, yeah, a lot happened, though, within that, that year, uh, mostly good stuff, you know, work was good, uh, The business that I have, my contracting business, obviously, every year since I started in 2018, it's been growing more than the year before, and um, I'm thankful for that, and obviously, we're now in 2022, and we're off to a great start, first work, first official work week, uh, start a new project, uh, have another next week, that one will keep us busy for a few weeks. Then have a couple full interior remodels. So we're off to the races. We're off to the races for the first couple of months, for sure. Uh, to have a good amount of work, you know. And uh, we're talking big projects, you know. And to begin a year, I haven't had these big of projects uh, to begin with. So I'm stoked. I'm excited um, to what the year is going to come. If we're starting like this, to what is to lie ahead. You know, I'm super excited. I know it'll be a good year. And there will be a lot to come with the business and uh, personal life and, uh, and stuff like that, you know. 2022 will be an exciting year. My sister is a senior in high school. She will be graduating high school um, in the same alma mater that I, myself, and my younger brother have graduated from. She is the youngest. So all of us siblings will basically have graduated from the same high school, uh, which is cool to say, you know. And... So with that, she's obviously going through picking a college where she wants to attend. Uh, good thing is that she's a smart noodle. Thankfully, she turned out a lot smarter than myself. So she has options. She has options. Uh, she wants to be a heart surgeon. So obviously, she's looking for a good cardiology program. Um, she 
might even go to New York, NYU. Uh, they have a really great program out there. Obviously, she's as, as well trying to get into great programs out here. You see USC, UCLA, uh, Stanford, uh, places like that. And she has the grades to get in it, you know. So, wishing for the best in that perspective. And as well, she she's now got her first car. It's crazy to say. It's crazy to say how crazy uh, time goes by once again, you know. I still remember the, the day my little sister was born. It was on a Sunday. Um... She was born in, what's that? It's not called the same name anymore, the hospital. But it's in Tustin, off of 17th and Tustin. Is it called Western Medical? I can't remember, to be honest. Um, But she was born there on a Sunday morning. And 18 years later, here she is, you know, about to be 19. And take that back. 19. She turns 19 this Wednesday, January 5th. Even more crazy to say that. Um, I'll be honest. I have forgotten it was going to be her birthday already. I have lost track of time. I do not keep with time anymore. Because for me, it doesn't make sense anymore with how fast time goes, you know. And uh, so I came back from work today and she asked, Oh, what do you think about between going to this place and this place? And I was like, well, obviously this place. I'm not a big fan of the the atmosphere of the other kinds of places. I'm like, why? For my birthday Wednesday, I'm like, it's your birthday Wednesday? And she kind of got a little sad, you know. But <laughs> it's just kind of like a sorry, not sorry moment. But it is what it is, you know. And uh, she'll be 19 a couple of days here. Um, and I'm pretty stoked to see what life has in store for her. You know, she's a very smart girl. As long as she keeps her head straight and out of her ass she'll be fine you know I'm not too worried about that on that side but other than that nothing much you know just um let me see this year just try to work on growing my business um going into it alone well not alone I have my family you know I should have just said going into the year single once again uh so see how that goes I guess I'll just spend most of my more time in growing the business, right? So it can't be too mad about that. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously more traveling. I already have a road trip planned for the summer. But I don't have it planned. I lied. I have two options. I don't know which of both to go with. The first one, the one which I'm leaning more towards, is a trip up north. Up to Washington, stay out there for some time, and then come back down to Oregon and stay there for a bit more. And the second option would be to go northeast to Chicago. Take a historic Route 66 in the places where it's the open, because I know not all places of, of uh, Route 66 are open still. But I plan to do that. Well, not plan to do that. Those are my two options. I don't know which of both to do, you know. But I have some time to figure it out still. And uh, that's for sure in the plans for now. But other than that, don't know what more to to uh, wait for this year. You know, see what the year brings. Hopefully a lot of good stuff. Positiveness. 
And above all health. But that's basically it for now. Um, this will be. I I intended it to be a very short episode on purpose. Um, I just quietly wanted to come up here to uh, basically put out there that I'm not stopping this. I know I was MIA for a bit, but we're here for sure. Um, I'll be back once again next week. And uh, to see what more stuff I have on top of my head then. You know, this is the From Mind to Mike podcast. And that is my whole intention. Basically just talking about whatever it is in my head within that moment in time. But that has been another episode of From Mind to Mike podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, it was good. Um, I'm not in the best of moments with my breathing. In case you guys are wheezing, I am asthmatic. I'm having a bit of trouble with my breathing. But it's all good. We're alive. Um, hopefully better by next week, but we'll see then. But yeah, this has been another episode of From Mind to Mike podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And with that, I am out. Until next time.